Welcome to Lessons to Remember. This is Jacob, and you found episode two, which means uh, you weren't scared away by the first one, and I'm grateful for it. Um, there's a lot that I'm learning about the process of sharing my ideas in this space, and so I really appreciate your grace and uh, agility to deal with quirkiness things uh, like me just saying quirkiness instead of quirky. <laughs> All that to say is thank you for joining me again. Uh, Lessons to Remember is uh, just this space that I wanted to, to build so that I have that responsibility of sharing my ideas with other people uh, because that responsibility and taking that on is what helps make those ideas stick, especially if they come from hard-earned lessons. And episode two is kind of continuing that trend of focusing on lessons that COVID is still teaching us. And for, for me, one of the most significant lessons that I've uh, had to digest and continue to process is the difference between change and transition. You know, change and the need for it hasn't occurred subtly since COVID showed up, right? It's in your face. Um, and our organization is made up of people who solve problems. But uh, even with that creativity built in, you know, kind of built into our DNA, this season has tested our abilities and pushed our team to some really kind of dangerous points of fatigue with all the constant changes. And the, the movement associated with any change typically happens fairly quickly. You know, it, it may not be overnight, but it takes a relatively short amount of time to just switch from plan A to plan B, right? To rename somebody's role, to change their URL, to turn on a new service. So this struggle with change has been fascinating to me. And I've really had this big question of like, why has this change been so difficult? And through the advice of some friends, I kind of found some thought leaders talking about the, the challenge of change. And it's really the transition, not the change, that has impacted us the most. The, the transition is the settling of all the pieces. It's the process a team goes through emotionally um, for, that's detaching from a project like as they're kind of releasing their fingernails from something they've held on to for so long. It's them saying their goodbyes and shifting their energy towards something new. And it's the process of letting go of the core purpose of your role, your energy over the last year or more, and redefining who you are and where you fit within a new vision, a new purpose. And a lot of folks much smarter than I am have, have written about this small but really critical and nuance between change and transition. William and Susan Bridges are just two of those. They have a really foundational resource that um, is all about managing transitions, uh, making the most of change. Uh, and within all of that, there seems to be some key things that have resonated more clearly with me and how I've been trying to personally process things. So the way our organization has experienced and is still experiencing the nuanced difference between change and transition has kind of brought us to some critical lessons. The first is, is that 
time is the most valuable resource you have and that you can give to your team in the midst of transition. So if you see a change coming, if you see something shifting, don't wait until it arrives before you act. Be proactive and start laying out the necessary kind of strategic possibilities long before that change happens, letting your team know what may be coming. And and that will give them and yourself kind of every possible second to prepare for the transition and make the necessary shifts. The second thing uh, is to allow room for the best ideas to surface and develop uh, in the midst of those changes. So in this season, you know, for us and for probably most organizations, uh, more than ever, um, you've probably found yourself, like we have, really grateful for the people around you um, and for the wisdom there. And I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for our president, Erica, and her ability to create an environment where the best ideas can be nurtured, regardless of where in the organization they might come from. So no one title, no specific level in any organization has a monopoly on the best ideas. So be intentional about fostering environments where team members know you'll help develop their ideas into real viable solutions in the midst of those changes. Because like us, we're surrounded by people who are problem solvers and ideas are things that they're really best at because they, they come up with those ideas to fix problems all the time. They flex those muscles for a long time. Uh, and giving them space to let those ideas surface and then be developed is a really important part that adds to the emotional aspects of the transition. The third thing is that nothing is immune to change. Our emotional connection to a team or a project and our fear of what transition might mean for them can create really crippling blind spots. We may not want to let it go, even if Everything is telling us we have to. Um, We have to acknowledge that fear and quickly address it all across the board. No matter who is possessing that fear, we have to make sure we clearly see it and confront it. Uh, The fourth thing is prioritizing an on-ramp into new responsibilities. So as the elements of a transition begin to impact kind of day-to-day responsibilities, we have to be willing to create space for any team member to orient themselves to new priorities and tasks. Efficiency might be a struggle, and not every task will be able to be completed like 100% of the way, but an effective on-ramp will help ensure those are only temporary setbacks, that it's just a matter of creating space so that people can get their footing uh, and be confident and reorient themselves around that stuff. The fifth thing is that communication has to be two ways in the midst of transition. Even if decisions need to be made privately, um, the communication around those decisions have to include a time for processing where everyone can participate as an active listener. Even the people making the decision. So no decision will be made or communicated perfectly, and that's why this is so important. So creating a two-way process of communication allows your team to help kind of fill in the gaps and find the blind spots that might lead to additional issues to solve and, and help share the responsibility for implementing the next steps required by that change. 
Um, and I think too many times when we're working so hard on all the details related to a change, we can start to forget that not everybody receives the communication in the same way and can pick it up and run with us because we've been sitting with it for so long. People have to start where they need to start. And creating space for communication to be two ways allows you to sort of feel out the room and and understand who is getting it, who is able to pick it up and move quickly, who is trying to pick it up, trying to wrap their head around, but just can't quite move yet. And then that way you can focus your support in the right ways and make sure that your team knows that you're with them and in it with them uh, and you want to help them handle the transition as much as possible. The, the sixth and final thing is that every person can lead in the midst of transition and we have to make sure that they know it. When you have the right people around you and when they are as talented as our team is, it's easier to create situations for them to lead at every level of the organization. And we believe every person is a leader and it's built into our DNA. And, and so it, that allows us in the midst of all the craziness of the last year to double down on that belief uh, because we know we need leaders. And the good news is we know we have leaders in every part of the transition. So if you are struggling with change and you feel like you should have clicked into gear by now and you should have been able to catch up to whatever pace you were expecting, maybe it's not the change that you're actually caught up on. Maybe it's the transition. Maybe it's that emotional process of letting go of what was so that you can start wrapping yourself around what will be and whatever that future vision is of the new thing in front of you. And that is hard work when you're not in a pandemic. When you're in the midst of a pandemic, give yourself extra space for it because all of these things matter both for yourself internally, but also for the people that you lead. So focus on that transition. See what happens when you pour your energy into that process of formally letting go, maybe grieving a little bit so that you can accept what's in front of you and you can take on that challenge. Well, episode two in the books. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.